Welcome to Season 2 of Brawlhalla Origins. This season's lineup is packed with awesome guests from various backgrounds in the Brawlhalla community. Join our VIP list by signing up at season2.brawlhallaorigins.com to get early access to each episode, special clips, giveaways, and behind-the-scenes updates. Today's guest is Tybo. He's a former competitive player who achieved rank 1 during the early days of Brawlhalla and went on to work on the game as a programming intern. Oh. Takes up the Katars and chases him off the map. Excellent. Covers the landing. That's a round for Tybo. Goes for the ledge cancel taunt to end the game. And Tybo takes winner's quarters 2-0 to move on to winner's semis. Brawl Hollow Origins is presented by Brawl Academy. Brawl Academy's mission is to provide the best educational content for improving at Brawlhalla to support competition long-term by bringing in and leveling up new talent. Learn more at brawlacademy.com. Brawlhalla Origins Season 2 is sponsored by SIB Esports. Go support them and follow what they do over at esportssib.com. Welcome to another episode of Brawlhalla Origins. Today I have on the show Tybo. Hi. Tybo, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm tired, but father and son podcast. Let's go. I know, right? It's been uh, honestly, we probably should have done this like way before now. Um, <laughs> yeah, back in 2017, maybe <laughs> <laughs> when I was good at the game. <laughs> but I mean, that's what we're here to talk about. So, yeah. uh, for any new listeners that aren't aware uh brawlhalla origins is a podcast where i talk to notable members of the brawlhalla community about their history with the game and so i'll open with the the usual question that i always ask everyone tybo how did you find brawlhalla steam next question <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding actually actually a little different um we had a team speak server with just a bunch of friends that all played melee we emulated melee on dolphin like 2013 2014 oh wow and just, okay. just yeah one of the one of the guys just uh found the game over there and sent it to everyone and they all played it for like two or three days and then i played it for you know 10 years nine years so <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were clearly not as committed yeah yeah what casuals so i did the episode with foda uh, at the end of season one and um he mentioned that. uh that back when he was coming up, you were one of the highest ranked players in the game. So do you want to talk a little bit about um, how all that went down from your perspective? Sure. Yeah, I was the third. I, I actually I hit up. A, so the first diamond player ever was Misfit. And then the second, I think, was Kreutzberg. And then the third was me. Um, I asked Kreutzberg recently, does he remember? And he says he doesn't know if he was second or I was second. So I'm just taking third. I was a third diamond. <laughs> um, but yeah, I basically just started, just, you know, friend got me into it. I grinded rank, ranked all day, every day. Like, I was a 19, 20-year-old college student, and I did not have a life. So uh, I just came home, and <laughs> I just played eight hours of ranked, just uh, logging or locking in Ada and gun-searing my way to platinum in, like, a few days. Um, back then balance was widely you know it was there, there was no balance <laughs> that's not a word in brawlhalla yet so uh i pretty much gun just everyone and uh that got nerfed very quickly <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah then i saw uh raven 
was in tournament using Ada as well. That's kind of what made me use Ada. And uh, it was a Compton EMT tournament, I think, which kind of, he was kind of what made me, like Raven was kind of what made me take uh, the game like seriously, I guess. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I would just snipe him and like every time he streamed, like when he streamed at night, he was the top Brawlhalla uh, streamer and he had like 30 viewers in the entire community you know in his stream right and so so i would just snipe him and uh do 1v1s over and over until i got decent at the game i would say okay yeah and um i started streaming shortly after that myself uh, first time ever streaming it was terrible you know terrible audio quality terrible visual quality i had so much on the screen you couldn't see the game itself uh, <laughs> But it was a lot of fun. Um, it wasn't until I started taking the game very seriously when I met Daiku. Exo mm. was he was Sword God back then. <laughs> he, he, he went through three names, so Sword God, then Exo, and now Daiku. And he was just a viewer in my chat, and he was like gold at the time, and he hit me up to spar, and so uh, we got in Teamspeak, and we just. We just played and played and played like 10 hours a day, I would say, of just playing this like game with, you know, a thousand players on Steam. We just saw something in the game, I guess, that uh, not a lot of people saw back then because, mm. you know, it had amazing netcode since day one. Right. Well, I guess not super amazing. It got better over the years, but still, even back in like 2014, like it was playable Smash Online, you know, which is a, a selling point in itself. That, yeah, that was a big deal back then because I feel like it would, pretty much was like one of the few options that existed. Right? Yeah. yeah, pretty much the only option that I could see. Like Rivals of Aether came after, a couple years after. Right. Um, and there was a few that popped up, but none that had like the staying power that Brawlhalla had. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is all due to the, the net code. Like Brawlhalla's structure is just perfect in my opinion where you can... You know, log into the game, five seconds, you click, you know, spacebar or whatever, click four times and you're in a match mm -hmm. and uh, free to play. It had everything going for it. But um, but yeah, anyways, played with EXO just over and over until I got good and um, became third diamond player. Third diamond player. That's kind of crazy to think about. Like you were <laughs> very early to the game. Like, yeah. Do you, have you had anyone earlier on this show yet? No, you are the earliest and might be... I don't even know who I would talk to that would be earlier than you at this point. I'd have to see Crocky's number, because I'm, I'm 60,000. Like, you have the ID, which is your oh, player, right, yeah, yeah. like you logged in. Yeah, I'm 60k, like somewhere around there. Okay. So I'd have to see what his is, but... Yeah, I, I'll have to ask him uh, when, when I do his recording later... Actually, his is coming up pretty soon, so that'll be a yeah. good question to find out if yeah. which one of you is actually whose account is older. Because I know Crocky was also streaming at the time. Like me and him, or me and him and Raven, kind of the three big Brawler streamers, where the community, at least the competitive community, mm -hmm. would follow us around in Twitch chat um, back then. That's man, it's such a different, uh, it's such a different environment these days. <laughs> yeah. Just now thinking when you look at the like, Brawlhalla Twitch channel, there's hundreds of people streaming the game, you know? Yeah, 
it's it's just wild to think about like how far the game has come from sort of like that tiny beginning to after being at bcx in november like it's just crazy how far it's come and like i started in the end of 2016 yeah the end of 2016 like right out it was pretty much right after bcx 2016 that i found the game oh nice because it was right before mirage came out you were getting into the game when i was coming back to the game like after my time at bmg uh, when i was coming back as a player Mm -hmm. that's that's when i saw you initially pop up right so actually that's a good segue do you want to talk a little bit about um because i know photo mentioned this briefly on his episode your time at bmg because i think you were there like as an intern yeah i was a i was an intern for about nine months okay Um, yeah i know photo talked about it where he and i we lived very close together in michigan about an hour away and we actually uh we were like becoming friends visiting each other because you know he came to the scene and Mm -hmm. uh, we we joined we made boo together so we, we were friends already and uh and we joined this Slack channel with Tiverus and some other uh, developers where they just wanted like input on the game from top players, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess Foda got a job offer through there and Tiverus learned that I was in college for uh, programming. And so I don't remember who asked who. It's probably me begging Tiverus, like, give me a chance, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> I want to work at this game. Uh, but we were trying to figure out you know the logistics of it and photos is like i can just take him down there we can be roommates it'll all work out so he's basically the reason that i got the internship down there it's just a lot of like things that fell into place unexpectedly it was like right place right time kind of thing yeah but yeah it was a uh, nine months of internship i i uh, worked on the training room a lot i did like the position and damage reset uh, stuff the attack and dodge reactions when you hit someone um i did the the catch bomb <laughs> i don't is that even still in the game Have it you is played that yeah it is, it is. okay yep. yeah yeah i made that um i also helped design some maps <laughs> i made uh the very loved um, miami miami dome back then it was called like ice cream cone I, or something oh I think it was it was, it was like ice cream edge i think ice cream edge yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you remember it i don't well wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that map has some mixed opinions but i thought it was cool because it was the first map that had like the the under part where you couldn't go under the map right 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 yeah it also it originally a, had a um what was it a, a sliding platform on the underside of the map or something that like popped out of like the oh wall. it did oh my god yeah, yeah yeah so it went through the main platform and yeah it was like it was kind of inspired by you know the cloud map and and melee where the oh clouds yeah, yeah, yeah. Are on the edge yeah 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 it was inspired by that but um that map has some mixed opinions i like it <laughs> the I, double jump height on the platforms not a lot of people are fond of but I, I like the map. Um, my only problem with it is visual clarity. The Miami Dome, once it got added to the actual, once they put mm. the actual art onto it, yeah. um, the, the visual the visual clarity suffered a lot for me. I just can't see people on that map. But otherwise, gotcha. I think it's great. Yeah. It was kind of a problem back then with how floaty the game was. It was so easy. Like, you couldn't edge guard because you would just, you know, there was no dash. Right. Know? 
So you would just jump under the map and you'd have a free recovery every time you got knocked off almost. So that's why right. I added the, the thing underneath. Um, other than that, I also worked on some legends. I think Photo talked about it where it was really cool working at BMG because they would just throw up like a a Slack thread where it's just like anyone who wants to work on, you know, Val, click this and now you're right. you're a Val uh, designer, right? <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I helped with like Val, Ragnar, uh, did a lot with Scythe, mostly TWK, but I helped with Scythe. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Created your career. No. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, man, that's... Yeah, I don't think... it. This is cool for me also because I don't think we've ever talked about any of um, kind of like more specific stuff that you did at BMG. So I'm learning uh, some new stuff here too, which is fun. Um Daiku often off makes fun of me because he said I was going to save Brawlhalla because we were making this like Mario Party um, thing. It was on a few dev streams way back then. Where oh, I think I like remember a, this. Yeah, there was like a hockey game mode. It, it basically became the Brawl of the Week, but the game modes were a lot more unique, I guess. Uh -huh. uh, there was like a hockey game mode and like a pogo game mode and a bunch of just like game modes that you were going to spin a wheel and do like Mario Party style uh, in Brawlhalla. And he said that would have made Brahalla so good, and then then I left, so I ruined Brahalla. Sorry, you destroyed the game. That's I real sad. The game. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Yeah, I thought it would have been cool. It would have given like casual something to do more than just friendly two v twos. Yeah, whatever you know. Yeah, that's a really cool concept. It's too bad that uh, it never got kind of taken to completion. Yeah, I'm, not sure, I'm sure they just scrapped it after I left. I kind of left unexpectedly because my mom got sick, uh, wasn't doing too great, and she lives by herself, so I went back home to take care of her. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. So then you mentioned kind of like you, re you were re-entering the scene as a player uh, at about the same time that I started playing the game. <laughs> what, uh, what was it kind of like after... So you had your time at BMG... And then now you're coming back as as a player again and competing again. What was kind of the difference there? Yeah, so it was nine months of working at BMG where I didn't really touch the game at all. <laughs> like I played a little bit uh, casually. And then I also had a, a six month period where I couldn't uh, play in any tournaments after leaving mm. BMG. Mm -hmm. So it's basically like a year and a half since I played uh, seriously. And it's a very weird feeling because I, I left pretty much on top. I know Photo talked about it, but like we won the biggest tournament uh, like the day before we joined BMG, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so going from that and then taking a, a year and a half break where all these things got added and players got so much better, uh, it was very humbling <laughs> to now <laughs> go into a tournament and struggle for top 32. But uh, I, I mean, I just did what I did back then and just grinded and grinded and grinded. Yeah, you got Daiku to be anymore. You you got to be pretty damn good again. Um, I remember struggling against. I think it was your Yumiko yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was the downstick. I, I was very bad against Bo in particular um, back then. Yeah. And, uh, 
And then Yumiko dancing was something else, man. It still <laughs> kind of is something else. I still think she's such a cool character, which is kind of like the zoning character. Right. Yeah, there's not many like that. But I kind of had a little bit of an advantage, I guess, because when I came back is also when Dash got officially added. Um, so everyone kind of had this like soft reset. Did you oh, play before yeah. Dash or yeah, I, after Dash? No, I was I was I played before Dash. Um, yeah. yeah, my uh, my I think my last notable top eight was on uh, Chain Dodge. So <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, Chain Dodge. That should that that needs to stay in the history books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sad thing is, I got added when I was working there. <laughs> Yeah, you really did ruin Brahala title. I happened? did. I know. That should be <laughs> the episode of this, uh, or the title of this episode. Taibo ruined Brahala. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Dash got added, so I kind of had like, you know, I, I could spam Dash and get good at it before other people did to kind of have a little bit of advantage coming back. So I think that's what helped me like oh, get did back you actually... the top 16s and stuff. Did you actually get to play on Dash before it was like public? No, or... no, no. I just mean oh. when I was coming back into competitive, oh, oh, when it got okay. like added. So like, got it. Kind of had to learn it with me at the same time, you know. Got it. It would have been it would have been a lot harder if like I had to learn the chain dashing meta, you know, a year and a half later. Right. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, and that was uh, that was also the year that BMG did the. Uh, crazy idea of oh we're just gonna replace chain chain dodge with dash in the middle of the the year yeah i mean that that was what tiberis was working there he just you know when i when i was working at bmg and like gravity cancel got uh introduced or made a thing it was just like you come in one morning tiberis is like yo come over here come check this out and it's just like oh this is sick all right and then he pushes the button and now it's in the game you know <laughs> Oh man, fly by the seat of your pants development development yeah. is my favorite. It was good. <laughs> yeah, the Brawlhalla was changing like so rapidly back then, and it was like they had that benefit of like being in beta and only on PC. Yeah. And so it's just so much easier to push changes and see it go live when you don't have like yeah. a billion layers of console compliance to go through. <laughs> yeah yeah because i also joined when they were porting over to ps4 or whatever mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah it was just pc you could just uh queue up a patch and then next wednesday it would go out yep yeah back in the days when brahala could patch for the fun of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i also i ruined the the game one time because i was working on some networking side of things and uh you queued up or when you went to the character select all the characters were gone <laughs> so there's also there's some you know negatives to being able to patch so fast yeah live without anyone checking it <laughs> <laughs> oh man um okay so you returned to the game you started kind of like relearning things with everyone else because dash was introduced um how did you end up doing i guess for the people that aren't aware um like competitively um from that point yeah so when i came back i was struggling for you know top 32 like i said uh, top 32 wasn't nearly as like competitive as it is now like top 32 is a good thing nowadays but back then i would say you know a player like me who had 
already 5,000 hours under the game. Like, I was pretty disappointed in myself. <laughs> um, but just like how I, I initially started, I just found something that I thought was broken and spammed it until I got better at it than most people. Mm. You, know, you know, back then it was Gunsare or Sword Downlight. Uh, and this time it was Yumiko Downsig. <laughs> <laughs> so I got some top eights. Uh, I got third in winners 2017 with uh, wrenched two nice. twos. I got some some fists with a. Uh, I got a top eight with Crocky one time, uh, but it it was just kind of like a gradual growth. Mm. Um, my main partner partner was Mantrack, and we got uh, sponsored by Underworld. And we went nice. to, we started going to Lance and stuff, and that was really fun. It's probably the peak of my competitive careers during that time. Even though I wasn't like, you know, back in 2015, winning every tournament, it was still a really good time. And the community was like starting to grow a lot. Yeah, as things started to kind of blow up, um, and a lot of players kind of started seeing their initial blow ups, things got yeah. kind of really fun, I think. Yeah. Like that's, uh, BCX 2017, 2018, like those are some pretty memorable events, I think, for most of the people that were able to go, mm -hmm. which was what kind of made it really exciting again when uh, we found out that uh, they were going back to the Cobb Galleria last year. Yeah, that's the only one I've ever been to. I was at uh, 2017, 2016, and that was both the Cobb Galleria. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of 2017, though, I think that's when I lost to you at BCX, isn't it? Was that, uh, yeah, that was the waterfall. Wait, yeah, was 2017 waterfall, waterfall? I believe so, yeah, because 2016, I wasn't able to play because I was. Oh, right, right, right. BMG. And then 2018 was DreamHack, right? Yeah. I didn't go to that one, but yeah. 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 2017. That was, uh, that was a very depressing. <laughs> very sad. Set. For both of us, I think. Yeah. Because if I remember right, I lost to you, and then I'm out, and then you learned afterwards that you didn't have a chance of even getting in top thirty-two, right? I I don't think either of us did. I think it, I think the way that the math worked out because Blood Diamond didn't drop a game. Mm. Um, we neither of us had. We were literally playing a match that didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. We were we were playing a match that didn't matter, and we played our fucking hearts out. <laughs> Yeah, the Mordex it was, ditto. It was, it was probably the most intense set that happened all day, and it was like at the end of the day when the tournament was basically over. And, uh, yeah, that was rough. <laughs> yeah, I usually don't show too much emotion like during games or ever, but I remember after that game, very specifically, like walking off, there was something on the ground, I kicked it. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you were uh you were not happy about losing to me <laughs> no go into the bathroom and you hear you know sniffles from the people who've already lost it's like oh man this is just this is the saddest moment <laughs> yeah i had um i yeah that was a very depressing run for me because i ended up i think i got like two or three just major upsets mm. uh, on that run to top 32 and then finished it out with the most intense game of all time that didn't matter. It was yeah. so sad. 
At least Blood Diamond, I think, got top eight that year. So yeah. Good for him. Yeah. And the rest of the event was, I mean, great. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 we have to talk about this, right? Um, 2v2s at that BCX. Do you remember 2v2s. what happened? Uh, Do you I remember? I was teaming with Mantrak, right? Do you remember how you and Mantrak got eliminated? No, I don't think I do. No, what happened? <laughs> it was also me. You're going to give me trauma. Oh, it was it? That's great. I got to go through this. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this one was even worse because it was because of the, um, the crazy tiebreaker rules mm. that they had. Because you, it was me and Narwhal versus you and Mantrak. We tied at, f- to get out of that pool or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we had to play a one-stop game. Oh, a one-stop? Really? I... Yeah. What? We had to play a one-stop game because we tied. We had a perfect tie, and they decided the rules were if you get a perfect tie, the only way to resolve it is to play a one-stop game. Wow. So we we played a we played a one-stop game and won, and that's how you guys got knocked out. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> that sums up my brawler career. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. At yeah, Lance, that's I've never I've never like performed at Lance. Like I I just get I don't know stage fright or something. Like I'll be dominating online, dominating spars, and then we get into a bracket or something. Yeah, man, and I just I just can't play. I I have a hard time adapting to offline. Um, oh yeah. This this BCX was no exception because mm. I went O two. I drowned in pools really badly, and <laughs> it was. It was a combination of like, I felt like I was playing in mud. Like the yeah. setups, the setups themselves felt fine. I just didn't adapt to them in time. Yeah. And then I also got like the most unlucky bracket of all time. Cause I got two back to back West players who have no placements because they can't perform online. Oh, right. But are like secretly really good. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. <laughs> so. Yeah, after that no. tournament, I, I don't. That might have been like the last time I actually really played. I know I played like some in 2018, but it was kind of just like a. I, I never considered myself. I, I listened to the Noel uh, episode, and I, I sympathize a lot with him. Where I don't feel like I have much like innate uh, talent in this game. I would say. Mm, okay. And so that's why I always felt like I had to just grind and grind and grind like more than other people did. Right. Um, and so, like, as the years went on, like, 2018, it, it just became, like, you know, getting a job and actually having a life, not being the 20-year-old loser I was back then. I couldn't dedicate 10 hours a day to keeping up with everyone. So I kind right. of slowly kind of fell off. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> the more that uh, real life starts to get in the way, the, yeah. the less you're able to keep up with all of the kids that have all of the time in the world to... Yeah. continue yeah, grinding exactly. and man they they are definitely <laughs> grinding these days because jeez. Yeah. i mean as they should like brahala's still popping up you know i still see brahala having a good like five years alive oh yeah I'd say yeah oh yeah for sure like i'm honestly i'm kind of excited to see the esports announcements in January because mm-hmm. 
I not not for competitive reasons, but simply because like just seeing the game continue to grow. Yeah, see what they're going to do with it next. Yeah, because I know that that team is like Toast and his team on like the production side and the esports side, especially like they are never satisfied. Mm-hmm. And very exciting thing for me is seeing uh, Foda. He's what's his title? Is it lead game design now? Or yeah, he's like design lead for the game. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the most exciting thing for me because you know I spent <laughs> nine months living with him. I know that he's just always thinking of crazy ideas. He's basically like a basically like Tiberius was back then. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if he just you know, pops off with something randomly. Oh yeah, a new mechanic to the game or something like that. Oh yeah, all the dash updates. Those are all like yeah um, out of his brain, as far as I'm aware. And yeah. then um, I, th- I think there was like a dev stream recently where they talked about um, uh, making improvements to the way wall cling works, hmm. and that would be exciting. Yeah, but the man's cooking and i think that was honestly like kind of a turning point cuz it feels like it felt like covid did a lot of damage to the brawlhalla community oh yeah no i definitely agree around like 2021 20, uh, 2020 i was like actually thinking the game was like the community was going to leave or you know the game was going to there's there's too much money in it for the people to leave completely but mm-hmm. you know you could definitely see like just on twitter and stuff not, yeah not building up for Brawlhalla. then it has a complete turnaround so yeah and then bcx was like that last year's bcx was kind of the turning point i think because people finally got to like get together and be in the same room again and like see yeah what it's all about like for real and that was a lot of some of these new players like first experience doing that and like being on land yeah and it just changes things when you actually get to be present with the other people in the community right yeah there's definitely an energy there that you can't replicate you know online yeah the actual games itself is like you know five percent of why you go right it's everything else that happens that makes it so memorable Right. And then, so we had that, uh, we had that BCX, which I think kind of like re-energized sort of the community to actually like not be quite as just down on the game like they had been for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then immediately after that was like, oh yeah, and Foda is now the design lead. And then (laughs) all of this amazing shit happens for like drop. 2023 and probably like easily one of the best years of Brahalla in I don't know the past like five years yeah I would say it seems like when I look at my friends list now you know I got Silly Gobi coming back he was getting coach- coaching recently he's yeah. back in the game Double Dime is back we got Parallel online right now you know they're all everyone's back so what about you? <laughs> uh, I've been having a lot of fun with Battle Boots. I've been doing some ranked 1v1s, but I'm pretty casual, like a 2200 player. Okay. Uh, but the game's really fun. I mean, it's just 
I don't have the, you know the same drive I had back then. Where yeah, yeah. And so I think uh, a big part for at least how I got good was Daiku, and not to give like all the credit to Daiku, but him and I we sat in Teamspeak just all day, and like having like a friend with you just to spar instead of just going into rank one v ones and silently playing, mm -hmm. I think does a lot for getting better at the game. Yeah, just any kind of like small community or friends you can have that have like similar similar goals i think uh i think does a lot to becoming like the very top you know i think you can grind rank 1v1s and you can get to a certain level but then if you want to go the extra mile you need you need friends or community yeah no 100 percent agree with that for sure i uh <clears throat> when i first started i uh had a friend of mine from sort of like a competitive overwatch team that i was mm -hmm. on that had split up and that's how I got introduced to Brahalla was like one of the one of my teammates from that team was like, yo, you should check out this game. Yeah. And uh, he showed me the ropes. And that's pretty much how I got to gold in like my first, I don't know, like couple days. Hmm. And then I was I was real sad when I learned how all of the. Uh, the rank rewards work like the avatars and the borders and stuff. I had to play an entire season um, with a gold border as a diamond player. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get it till the reset. Cause you don't get it until the reset. If the season hadn't ended like two days after I started playing the game, I probably would have been diamond my first season. <laughs> it was, it was very fast. Yeah, speaking uh, of that, I'm kind of sad. I lost the, uh, the little icon that has like like right now i have the tier 27 instead of the tier 30 oh i just, I just didn't even get diamonds just didn't in three play? seasons oh yeah, no even i started season one yeah that's sad sad and i could just play 10 games and get it why didn't i do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's that's been my thing now is just like i'm gonna play just enough to get Valhallen every season and then mm -hmm. that's about it yeah like I are I got and I I can I can feel that I'm still kind of improving because I was able to get it really quick this season I still haven't so, gotten it so yeah props yeah. <laughs> I think you could I could yeah. I yeah but it's I just, just about more yeah, it's a, room and yeah it's about the amount of effort that you would yeah because kind of there's such a happen. difference in like just getting on and playing ranked one v ones and just right. having fun than there is like actually trying to improve, right? It's right. kind of like it's like empty calories for a metaphor, whereas you're not actually gaining anything by just you know queuing. I mean, you're getting like one percent, but if you actually put in like time, watch vods, right? Uh, you know, spar people instead of ranked one v ones. That's actually a good question. So like when you were getting good originally when it was like you mentioned kind of like you and daiku kind of going back and forth is there like a anything specific about sort of the process that you used to improve um i don't think we had like a specific like training regimen or anything like that it was just a lot of like ingredients that went into a you know a lot of successful ingredients that went into the pot that made it happen so Having a team speak with friends in it. You know, we had Dobri and Daiku, Blood Diamond, uh, Foda when he's joined. 
just having like good players, some similar mindset all around you all the time. Having that plus just having someone you can spar with and someone you can play TBTs with and bounce ideas off each other. Um, definitely, I'm definitely the type of player who copies things from people. Mm. Like I, I very rarely will I make my own play style or ideas or like, um, you know, I, I just always look to the best and copy. I think it's like you can learn 90% of what they do just by watching them. So why put in your own effort, right? Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so just watching VODs, Daiku was a crazy player back then. He was definitely the best. Um, so being able to spar him and watch him play. Uh, and then you had Dobrin, who's just, you know, mastermind in the frame data stuff that I'd never, I've never messed with frame data or anything like that. Like I, I'm not that kind of player. So having him to tell me like, you should probably do this instead of this. Like, okay, you got it. I trust you. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Having, having people to uh, talk to and bounce stuff off of probably is one of the fastest ways to improve. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely say so. We we do kind of need to talk about that tweet that happened a while ago. Um, I think it was after BCX, right? Or was it before? Uh, well, I probably didn't talk to you after BCX anymore, so it's probably oh, before. Yeah. I think it was Shine, around like Shine time. So what we're talking about is this tweet where... Uh, I tweeted, don't talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> Basically, based on that meme. Um, yeah, speaking of copying people's playstyles, right? I copied everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay, so this was August of 2017. And this kind of birthed this sort of like meme of me calling Tybo my son that has... <laughs> survive basically to this day oh yeah basically and uh that's that's been a lot of fun just a little scythe player you know i look to you uh effie uh dobreen just all the good scythe players and then i molded it into my own to this day mordex is still my most played legend which is crazy to me because i feel like i just blacked out and like played him a ton <laughs> and then barely feels like i played him but he's level 74 73 and that's my highest i i have not played mordex as my main since 2018 oh really? i think and he's you... also he's still also my most played legend you're in the val now right yeah yeah um i i was the first level 100 mordex and i just hit level 100 val and the Mordex has, like, I want to say something absurd, like a couple million more e experience on it than the Val does. Man, I envy that, being able to stick to one character, because I, I bounce around just everywhere. Like, how, much, how long I've played this game, and my highest lo uh, level is 73. You know, a lot of people have, like, level 100s. Yeah. Half my time, and uh, I just have a bunch of level 50s. What's crazy is how many level 100s Crocky has at this point. Yeah. 
you know, no shade to Crocky, but also speaking about no talent and grinding, he is the embodiment of that. Like, like <laughs> when we talk, <laughs> uh, he'll be, he'll say he'll say it himself. That guy, he just will grind, 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 get ninth, grind, 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 get twelfth. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no shade to Crocky, though. No shade to Crocky, but shade to Crocky. <laughs> it's okay. We oh. had some top eights together. Also, shade to Crocky. When you, if you ever teamed with him, have you ever teamed with Crocky? Uh, I don't know if. I mean, I've played twos with him, but I don't think I've ever teamed with him for an actual event. He freaks out in voice calls during two v two, and I gotta tell him just to shut up and like let me play. Like he gets so <laughs> he gets so like energetic and excited, and I'm I'm excited, and I'm just like, bro, calm down. We're just playing Brawlhalla here. Let's just win the game. You know? <laughs> I I get uh, I get very frustrated in twos. Yeah, more than more than ones. Like I don't know what it is about twos that makes me so frustrated. Oh, uh, I. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way, and I think it's because twos, you, you can't, like, control, like, it, it's not, like, a very logical game mode from my perspective. Like, you, mm. you can see, like, the fl the flow chart of things in 1v1s a lot easier, but in 2v2s, it's just, like, you know, you get hit with a random hammer toss that combos into an end light that combos into your death, and it's like, okay, well, what should I have done there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Although it is better now than it used to be, because... Like back in the day before they added DI for combos, like one of the, I think one of my just the funniest memories of things that have happened in a Brawlhalla tournament was, I think it was Starlight and Astronaut mm -hmm. doing just bow sidelight <laughs> to this, to whoever it was. I don't even remember who it was, but it was just bow sidelight into just unarmed D light for the kill. <laughs> nice. Did you know Daiku and I were the first people to ever do end light on sword back and forth? <laughs> people did not figure it out yet until we came into the scene. It was like, guys, look at this. And we just end lighted back and forth to kill people. Oh All their black God. holes. Yeah. That's the originators. Yeah, we changed the meta. Once I mean, we again, won like 10, 20 TV2 tournaments in a row back then. So Once again, you ruined Brahala. We ruined Brahala. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, that definitely needs to be the title of the show, I think. Title of Ruined Brahala. There it is. Dyke and then we so just happy. And then just we, we just recount all of the ways that uh, that you ruined Brahala. <laughs> We're just gonna edit it edit it down to just all of the different ways that you ruined the game. Five minute video. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's great. Um <laughs> We are nearing the end of our time with each other today. Um, Who knew? But it's been great having you on uh, and getting to, fun. to do this. Um, do you have anything uh, you'd like to kind of say to close out the show? Um, anything you'd like to say to like the broader community or? Uh, shout out to the one guy who wanted me on this podcast. Appreciate you. <laughs> I don't know who your name was, but shout out to that guy. Uh, but other than that, no, it's just been fun talking about Brahalla with you. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, thank you very much for being on the show, Tybo. And uh, honestly, we should probably do something like this again in the future. Yeah, so, that'd, that'd be, be fun. Cool. All right, have a good one. You too. Thanks for watching this episode of Brawlhalla Origins. We'll be back next week with another episode. 
Join our VIP list by signing up at season2.brawlhallaorigins.com to get early access to each episode, special clips, giveaways, and behind-the-scenes updates. See you next week.